for a little hockey talkie. This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Laid down into the corner. The Leafs moving from right to left, and it is pushed out in center by Tavares. Here's Marinson in over the line with a shot. He rings the goal post. Rebound scores! Holy Mackinac all people to get the game. Lead into the net. Marty Marinson with a solo rush off the post. And the rebound is jammed into the net. Oh, yes. Cue the Hall and Oates. The Maple Leafs march forward. That's three in a row. And no, that wasn't a fantasy call by Joe Bowen. Marty Marinson nearly going end to end. Ends up scoring the game winner as the Leafs doubled up the Vancouver Canucks 4-2 for the season series sweep. It's time to break it all down. This is Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers, Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Twitter at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, Sam McKee and Josh Santos behind the glass for a minute. I thought it was uh, Bobby Orr reincarnated on that goal there, Gord. Um, I got to get a new headset or something. Did you say Martin Marinson scored the game winning goal? Yes. Did I hear that correctly? And it was more so the way he did it that impressed the hell out of me, really? I'll be honest. Okay, my headset is working They're not correctly. even plugged in, Gord. Plug them it in. It was, uh, yeah, you know what? Good on him. We're not against him. I don't think anybody's against him. He's um, interesting when he plays. He's a millionaire. Think about he's, that. Uh, well, he's interesting when he plays. But it, it's, uh, if the Leaf D, again, to look at in its in totality, has played within their means, has played the simple game with a depleted team and then the guys up front have put kept the puck in the offensive zone a whole lot so that's kind of a recipe for him to be able to survive in the NHL and in this case thrive in the NHL like it was it was a quick the period just started so if you're going to guess who's going to score seconds in the period like the last guy I would pick Bobby Hastings the equipment manager before I'd pick Marty Marinson I just mean like you wouldn't expect it and he wired it when he hit the crossbar and got his own rebound Son of a gun. Shoddy defensive play by the Vancouver Canucks. And maybe they just held off because it was Marty Marincin. But uh, good on him uh, for attacking and scoring that goal. All in all, I thought he was, you know, decent, solid in this game. And I think certainly when you look at this night, uh, if you're a Leafs fan, you just go nuts. Like, it makes no sense to me how you've now won three in a row. You beat Tampa, one of the hottest teams. And granted, they've been struggling as of late. You beat Florida in a crucial game. And now you beat the Vancouver Canucks. Each team has had their issues the last little while. But why can't you play this way all the time is my question. I thought from a defensive standpoint, one of the better efforts we've seen in a while from the Maple Leafs scored. That's been their season. Yeah. It's a head scratcher. Why do they play so well? Why do they play so poorly? So at least we'll take this on the upside rather than dissecting the Carolina game, the yeah. Florida game, the Pittsburgh game, the Chicago game, you know, whatever games have been out there. And, and last Saturday, we're down at Scotiabank Arena. The whole David Ayers thing had happened. It was such a schmozzle for the Leafs. Is that so the I, word you'd use, schmozzle? It's really a humiliating loss. Yes. And, I, and, I, and I can remember, you know, people's just tweeting and saying, hey, is this the, this is the worst loss ever. And first of all, I said, no, I, I've been around a long time. Trust me. I know about losing, and I'm not going to quantify them, whatever. At some point, what does it matter? It's like you're getting choice of getting executed. How do you want to do it? Whatever. So I don't really care. The bottom line, I said that night, Vegas beat Florida. So Leafs did not lose any ground against Carolina to keep perspective. And they had to go out and do it on the ice. And they've done it three yep. consecutive games. And that's that was the only remedy and solution to all the white noise around it and give those guys credit. You know, they've gone out, and the, the teams haven't played poorly. Tampa Bay didn't play for, poorly. Uh, Florida didn't play poorly. 
Um, I know Joe Quenville would uh, differ. I just think the Leafs played so well. And same tonight. They're really buzzing. They got the offensive flow going. They got their mojo going. They're the the fun team to also watch play, which is sort of supposed to be part of their DNA. No doubt it's been a frigid end to the month of February outdoors. Uh, But I think this walk to the subway is a joyous one because the Maple Leafs victorious here at Scotiabank Arena. 4-2 the final. Austin Matthews scores another goal in this game. I thought Willie Nylander had some jump. And yes, Martin Marincin. The game-winning goal, 4-2 over the Vancouver Canucks. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. Um, and, and certainly, you know, from a defensive standpoint, again, this team much improved, at least in this game. Um, you know, the attention to detail, certainly there. And I was astounded at this stat as well, Gord. Now 31-3-4 when allowing three goals or fewer. So that seems to, to be the magic number for the Maple Leafs. You surrender less than three goals, and it makes sense you're you're going to win the hockey game, but they have to be proud with the way this team is playing right now, considering what, you know, two thirds of the back end should probably be in the American hockey league right now. Yeah. And, and the other part is uh, the, the scoring part, because it's great holding them under the three goals. That's generally how you win games, but yeah. also this is a team that scores goals. So, or should be scoring goals and, and they, you know, dried up at different times. So this has been the perfect kind of recipe this week about what this team can do. Now are the team, you know, who someone was talking to me today about how uh, when he went to Vegas in the summer, they were the number two team after Tampa Bay. If you bet to win a Stanley cup, whatever, that's not a scientific thing. It's a lot of keen Toronto fans that would give better odds that way. They were giddy. And we, and, and we've had to rethink our enthusiasm about where exactly they are as far as among the elite teams. And they're not exactly where most of us thought they should be saying all that. If they get in, they could still win the Stanley Cup. They wouldn't be favorites to win the Stanley Cup, but they could still do a hell of a lot better in the playoffs than they did last year when they seemed to have more of a foundation. It's been just been a very, very puzzling year, but they seem to have salvaged it right now. And uh, let's see if they can do better than salvaging, actually starting to thrive a little bit once again. And the Maple Leafs got some help in the standings uh, earlier today as well. The Florida Panthers, although they did score late in regulation to tie that game up against Chicago, end up losing in a shootout against the Hawks, 3-2 the final. So the Maple Leafs now, as we speak, after this third consecutive victory here, 4-2 over Vancouver, now five points of separation, Gord, in the standings. The Panthers do have a game in hand on the Maple Leafs, but you want to create that separation. And on top of that, you look at this mini road trip ahead, three games swing into California. Why not make it five, six in a row? Because I, I think you look at these three opponents, all three, I think we can both agree, are are inferior opponents and teams that are not going to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So might as well take advantage of the schedule while you can, Gord. Well, absolutely. And uh, but they used to be the twin I know. The triple towers of death. We always talk about poor Peter Horchuk. Death talk Valley. about to talk about coaching changes. And uh, how that didn't go so well for him when they had to start in those three and in St. Louis's four road games, basically, when he started with the Leafs. So L.A. Kings have been winning games of late, kind of baffling. So you can't just go out there and assume teams like Ottawa, Detroit, and New Jersey are, you know, they they got nothing. Nobody's going to lay over for you. They got nothing. Yeah, they got nothing to lose right now, too. So, like, uh, so, but why not? Why not pour it on? Why not take advantage? You're the strong and devour the weak. And the other part is I'm just quickly looking at points now. Uh, so the Maple Leafs have 78 points, and Florida right now has 73 points. Yeah, I got it right there. So the point, well, I don't care so much for the Florida Panthers that way, but it's looking a lot now like there could be a wild card spot available for the Metropolitan Division. The Islanders lost today. Columbus now, all kinds of injuries lost. Carolina came back but just got one point. Rangers lost last night and lost and lost Kreider as well with a broken foot. So yeah. – uh, 
in a lot of ways now there's a chance, and I'm not saying that's what the Leafs should aspire to be, the wild card, but it's not like it just would have to be Florida or the Leafs. You have just a stay chance. away from Boston as far as I'm concerned. Well, just get in. <laughs> just get in. I, I'd, I'd prefer a different first-round match for yes. many reasons as well, but just get in. Just the, get in. The voice of reason, Gord Stellick. I'm just going to say it on behalf of Leafs Nation. Just anybody but Boston. Uh, I'll have confidence in this Leafs team. They just Boston has Toronto's number. But you're right about that. Um, you know, you look at teams like Columbus, um, and, and it's sort of fascinating too, Gord, and we, we talk about this a lot how much the conversation can change in a sh- short span of time. Like a week ago, we we're talking about the e-bug, you know, the, the joke that was that David Ayers comes in, wins a game, the beer league netminder beats the Maple Leafs, um, the team that employs him or the organization that employs him. And now you move forward three games, a gutsy win in, in, in Tampa. They, they win in Florida and now beat the Vancouver Canucks and suddenly a three game win streak, just like that. Uh, yes. A week ago, you're a younger guy, but an older guy like myself was, looking at my retirement nest egg a little better yeah, than a week later. I'd so say. all of a sudden the way it's gone crashing down. But uh, yeah, I, I Nick, I, I, I'm absolutely agreeing with you in that. And that's part of what doing these shows, you know, you want to have a leaf flavor. We're leaf fans. And last Saturday it just said, oh, this is humiliating. This is embarrassing. This is ridiculous. And it really was like, I'm looking at this team to your point earlier about this inconsistency. Why can they not play as well? Like they've done the last three games and those other games. And David Ayers, the Leafs couldn't get shot attempts off, couldn't get shots, couldn't like, you know, just that's the point. If he was going to, if he's going to win it, you thought he'd make about 15 or 16 saves or something. He only yeah. really made a couple and they couldn't fire it from anywhere. And Carolina has struggled since then. I mean, Carolina, you know, it hasn't turned them around at all. Unfortunately, it looks like David Ayers maybe could have played goal for them some <laughs> of the occasions now because with Reimer and Morazic still out, uh, it hasn't gone so well there. And so, yeah, you know, then the trade deadline came. And they're they're kind of doing a parody of Kyle, a lot of Kyle Dubas's sayings and things like that. And you know it, it sucks when got you a get out there. out now too. You yeah, see that? Yeah, but it, but when you get out there and talk, and everyone's like everyone's just again, it's white noise. They had to do the talking on the ice. I, I didn't want to hear what he had to say so much. Uh, it I'm cool. He got Jack Campbell. He got Kyle Clifford. Uh, those were a couple strong moves. Even Callie Rosen at least is a, is a body on D. But they had to do their talking on the ice. Not nothing he said or anybody else really after last Saturday's game was going to, was going to hold any water. Yeah, and pretty much it is Toronto. Uh, speaking of the Hurricanes, they did lose uh, in OT. Jeff Petrie, uh, his tenth of the season in OT, wins it for Montreal after they blew a two nothing lead. Justin Williams scored in the final two minutes of that game, so at least the Canes pick up a point in that hockey game. But you're right, um, you know, since David Ayres and that era ended for the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, they've now. Uh, lost three in a row, and, and again, they lost not one but two goaltenders on the night right now with Alex Ndelkovic, um and Anton Forsberg. Um, maybe Don Waddell, if you could have it back, would try to acquire a goalie at the deadline, right? Maybe like a Robin Leonard. You look at Leonard go to Vegas, he looked pretty damn good last night, Gord. Yeah, then and, you know, even Louis Domingue just uh, going, nah. to, going to Vancouver for a body. You know obviously, how I feel about Louis Obviously, Domingue. the Robin Leonard, uh trade was in the works, the Leafs were involved in the Robin Laner yeah, trade. Yeah, like they, they should have just kept him, you know? Yeah, Go taking the three-headed salary monster. and figuring out that way. I, you know, Cal- Carolina right now, two points back of Columbus for the second wild card spot, but they've got three games in hand. So that's key because yeah. Columbus really, you know, they're in. there's so many injuries that have really seemingly caught up with the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, it, it's pretty surreal what that team is dealing with right now, and they've pretty much hit a wall. But the Maple Leafs have not. They've won three in a row now, five points up on the Florida Panthers in the standings. Now, I guess we could say firmly in third position in the Atlantic Division, way behind still the Tampa Bay Lightning. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic after a 4-2 win here for the Maple Leafs on home ice. 
against the Vancouver Canucks. By the way, coming up later on, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca will drop by. We'll get his thoughts on this big-time victory for Toronto. As we roll on, we'll hear from Sheldon Keefe, go inside the locker room as well, and get you set uh, for the three-game California swing. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic on Twitter. And brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers. You're listening to Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. This is Leafs Nation postgame. Let's go! Brought to you by your local GTA Acura dealers. Visit yours today. Blue and white at night. We this is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590 The Fan and the Leafs Radio Network. Bringing it out with a pass up on the wing for Matthews. Matthews down the left wing, into the corner, a shot, scores! And goaltender Demko still hasn't moved! Yikes. The 31st goal in 33 home games right there for Austin Matthews this season, number 45 overall in the year. The Maple Leafs smothering the Canucks 4-2 for their third straight victory. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Selleck with you on Leafs Nation postgame, brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, where you can follow along via Twitter. But Austin Matthews seemed to have a lot of jump in this one tonight, Gord. Yeah, he did. Five shots on net. It seemed a lot more shot attempts and just the fact he's getting it and wiring it with a lot of confidence. Like, he is their factor X. Like, he, he, he'll he shoot from anywhere, shoot successfully, and uh, that was big. That goal was big. Uh Looking at Tyson Berry, 25 minutes, 40 seconds again. So over 25 minutes last game. He got two assists tonight. So that's the encouraging part. He's got to be the stud on D for them by default. And he's doing it. And the one other one, just as we do the walk to the subway kind of fun stuff. So Zach Hyman gets an empty net goal. Now, he is the king of empty net goals. But he showed tonight why he's out there. Like, first of all, blocked a shot, which paid the price. Then went down to block again, which forced Pedersen in the corner and forced him to kind of caught him not being able to make a move. And then when the puck came loose, the alley-oop coming from Austin Matthews, and it was a great play. It was actually coming from Mitch Marner. But he had to make a hell of a play to get. He gets slashed. This is Hyman on kind of a breakaway. The referee put his arm up. It would have been on an automatic goal anyway. And uh, so this wasn't one of those you step over and wire. This is one he paid the price in the defensive zone. Then he makes a great play on the receiving end of the alley-oop. And that gave the Leafs a chance to breathe because we're looking at it. Quinn Hughes, what a nice player. There's a lot of nice, talented offensive players on Vancouver. And and they were making it uh, awfully, a little too close for comfort. Yeah, Sokolov and the Maple Leafs better uh, back up the Brinks truck uh, for the next contract when it comes to Zach Hyman. And uh, I guess he's not the king of, of empty netters because Austin Matthews, after the game, seen quotes on Twitter referring to Hyman they call him the Sidney Crosby of six on five. So that's the respect he has in the locker room when it comes to uh, having the goaltender pulled. By the way, I love not talking about contracts this year. I do. It's fun though, right? I mean, Hyman's yeah. a year down the road. Freddie Anderson will be a year down the road. And uh, got tiresome at, last year, didn't it? Beyond tiresome. It yeah. got distracting. I, th- I, th- I think it's been part of the problem about them finding themselves as a team. You know, just about some serious contract negotiations. I'm not knocking anybody about it, but just... Uh, went deeper than they thought and uh, just seemed to be, I don't call it off-putting, but whatever the term, too much of a focus. It was a cloud for sure. Well, Nick Kiprios, you know, every week he would talk about it. I'm not saying they would disrespect because other guys in other networks, he'd give us a Mitch Marner update on hockey headlines, but that's all anybody wanted to hear. That's all anybody wanted to talk about. Yeah. And to the point of distraction. And this year, the elite 
RFAs are Pierre-Luc Dubois and Matt Barzell. And it's funny, at different markets, of course, but everything's kind of calm about it. Last year was, there was a unique year. There were a lot of great restricted free agents, but so much, so much talk. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, for the Maple Leafs, especially everything that's gone on this season, imagine even adding some conversation like that this year. I can't. Uh, no. This season would have gone on off the reels really, really quick. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> last year, you know, people would talk to us and they go, hey, what do you think Matthews is going to get? Now, Matthews had signed kind of around now. Yeah. What do you think Marner's going to get? What do you think about the Nylander deal? What do you think Marincin's going to get? On and on. Well, it wasn't. Well, he got his not, extension not about, already. Not about Marincin. But then, but some of the other guys, there was Patrick Laine, there was Kyle Connor, uh, you know, just Brock Besser was in the mix. There were a lot of them. And it won't be Sebastian that way this Aho. Sebastian Aho was in the mix. What's up, mix. Montreal? Matthew Kachuk was in the mix. I mean, there were a lot of guys in the mix. It was uh, one of those weird seasons when it came to RFAs and strong RFAs at that. Uh, but certainly the Maple Leafs and those guys who were slated to become RFAs have been absolute monsters the last little while. I thought Willie Nylander Gord had a lot of jump in, in one of his better games. And uh, again, the closing speed by Quinn Hughes, I think, shut down a couple of odd man rush opportunities for Willie Nylander in this game. But uh, he's been a very motivated and driven player for the most part this season and, and going to be crucial, no doubt, down the stretch for this Maple Leafs team from an offensive standpoint. But, you know, another thing I've taken away the last little while, granted it's a small three-game sample size, the depth guys have really elevated their play just a tad. Even Pierre Engvall I really noticed in this game. First, what what a pleasure watching Quinn Hughes. 25, oh. 25 minutes, 44 seconds. And uh, they talked about Willie Nylander lived at Jim Hughes was involved as the, the dad of... Jack and Quinn yeah. was involved with the Toronto Maple Leaf organization. Willie Nylander lived with them for a few months when yeah. he first uh, arrived in to play with the Toronto Marlies way back when. Depth guys, absolutely. I, I love the little element Kyle Clifford's brought. Yes. Uh, Jason Spezza has really found the niche we anticipated. And again, we go back. That was, I use the word off-putting. That was so off-putting the start of the season. Something unnecessary and something that I got to think had bigger ramifications about why things went off the rails at the start. That move about him not dressing the first game. It's just absurd. So anyway, a lot more going on that way. Sheldon Keefe's gave them a bit of a wake-up call. And they added Mulgan. They added a player. Like, they, they made a trade with Florida. Like he gave, he's given the third and fourth lines. No 7-D tonight, by the bit, way. Yeah, well, thankfully, a, a wake-up call. And Freddie Goche scored tonight as well. Well, yeah, yeah, no 7-D. I think the primary and secondary assist on that uh, Goche goal to Thatcher Demko, who's the goaltender for the Vancouver Canucks. That's three games in a row. He's had a rough starts. And uh, I think in general, in the first period, Gord, we watched it. It reminded me a lot of the Florida game where every shot seemed to go in. And uh, I don't know if you have a better answer than me because we seem to talk about this every broadcast now. Can you believe the 10th time in 66 games the Maple Leafs has turned the first shot on goal into the net? Yeah. Like, just explain that to me. Now, you. on the upside, they did it tonight as well. They both did. The Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> both teams scored on their first shot. Like, that's insane. 10 out of yeah. 66. And, you you know, you generally always say a goaltender likes an easy shot just to get in the game starting most, off. Most but, have uh, been easy, Gord. <laughs> and the the other part is, you know, Mike Babcock's line start on time. I don't know how much that is. Marincin got that note in the third period. He he started on time with that. Did beat. he ever? Yeah. He came, he came out of heart, got that goal early in the third period. But you're right. It's just this anomaly. And uh, Freddie Anderson actually had let two goals, both goals in, in the first three shots. Yeah. Okay, so that's how quick it was. They kept panning over to, uh, you know, the backup goalies, Louis Domingue and Jack Campbell. You're yeah. Like, wow, the backups are finishing this game. What, so, you know, what's happened to this universal quest to get Freddie Anderson more rest, right? I mean, that was the whole idea. Number seven about, in a row tonight. Yeah. I mean, I, I liked riding him. I always advocated riding him when they got Michael Hutchinson, but Jack Campbell's played pretty well. But there's been no uh, back-to-backs, right? Like I know, but the idea was he was supposed to get more rest. 
Now, I know when he got hurt, you want somebody else filling the void, and Jack Campbell did it. Yeah. And the, he'll get a chance next week in a, in a back-to-back, we, we hope, against his old Los Angeles King team. But I thought at some point, and maybe they will do it, the idea was if they're going to be in the playoffs, give Freddie some more rest. Yeah, but Gord, this team is not comfortable by any stretch, right? You need all the points you can get right I know, now. but that's what's been talked about all year. Remember I kid about it? It said they got the Department of Sports Science there, whatever. Yeah. That, you know, it's like when Freddie Is Alex yawned, McKechnie there? No, what, he's not. Well, is he's the head of it all, the guy, the Raptor guy, but he's he's the head of it all. I think. Yeah. I don't, anyway, anyway, but I the, hope you know, Freddie's happy with his workload and okay with it, and he's he's not getting tired because that was a complaint the last couple of seasons. Well, this was his fiftieth uh, game tonight, by the way. Um, but I think the way they see it and most see it, and again, there is that community that suggests that Jack Campbell's the number one goalie in this league. Although people haven't watched him play in 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 L.A., he. He's a serviceable backup, and that's pretty much been his role since being a Maple Leaf is being a backup and filling in when when Freddie Anderson was down. But there's no doubt in my mind, they got the double revenge game this week. You'll you'll probably see Campbell on Thursday in L.A. and former Duck Freddie Anderson in Anaheim on Friday at the Honda Center. And we mentioned before, Freddie, I know two, twice did not get the Anaheim start because of what Mike Babcock did. It was always the first game back-to-backs went to Freddie yeah. and the backup goaltender got the second game. And we, you know, we always thought, why wouldn't you play him against Anaheim, his old team, but it just didn't work out that way. So we'll see what Sheldon Keefe does. He's a little more static with those things. And I, I, I think he'll do it just as you uh, outlaid it. Yeah. And he understands, you know, being a former player in this league, what it means to a player to play against their former team. Cause essentially the said, you know, a team like LA said, you know, we don't need you anymore. We've got Cal Peterson waiting in the wings, so we're going to move on from you. So there's that extra motivation, and that's why more times than not, it seems like every time a, a former player plays his former team, he always seems to step up and get a couple points Absolutely. Or, or get a win, yeah. right? Yeah. So, so build off that. I think if you're a coach and you have a goalie, you know you're probably going to get your, your your A effort, if you will, from, from Jack Campbell in Los Angeles. Uh, agreed. Agreed. And by the way, Cal Peterson had a strong outing. The Kings have been winning games of late, yeah, which is something uh, they, well, they got to keep trying to do if you're one of the players there. I always believe if you intentionally good karma, aren't, right? Yeah, that that the the draft lottery gods will bite you in the ass, right? If you it happened to Buffalo, and that's where we started this whole conversation, right? Uh, I guess so. They that tried year, to tank. To, I'm trying to remember how hard they tried or how hard, hard it was just all natural. <laughs> Looking back at it, I think it was very hard. Quite frankly, they didn't get their guy, Jack Eichel, their guy, and he's. He's been pretty good. But again, uh, you look at the Buffalo Sabres right now, another busy Saturday night, Saturday in general. Um, in the National Hockey League, the Buffalo Sabres playing right now. They're in Arizona. It's 3-2 for the Coyotes uh, midway through the third period there. Of note, Victor Olison, prize rookie for the Sabres going down, did not look good. Lower body injury, not returning to that game. And Arizona was down 2-0 in this game. It is a back-to-back for Buffalo, but the Coyotes now with a one-goal lead. In that game uh, happening right now as well, midway in the third in St. Louis, the Enterprise Center, the Blues up 3-2 on the Dallas Stars. Uh, some finals to pass your way. Thought a really sweltering performance by the Boston Bruins this afternoon. 4 nothing on Butch Goring Day, um, retiring his number 91 to the rafters at the Coliseum, and Boston was outstanding in that game. And they somehow got even heavier past the deadline, bringing in Kasha. Nick Ritchie, I think, is a really good fit there, Gord. Absolutely, and a tough loss for the New York Islanders. It yeah. wasn't a fun Butch Goring day. The, the, they can't score, Gord. Like, it's yeah. it's insane to me. Well, they uh, uh, yeah they tightened up their defense, and uh, again, they're making it interesting in the Metropolitan Division. And as I said, there could be two wildcard teams now from the Atlantic, hypothetically, if the Florida Panthers and Toronto Maple Leafs keep their acts together. Uh, meanwhile, we had... Um, Arizona, that'll be a big win for them, down 2 nothing, And, you know, you think about it, I, I 
if, if you're looking at offense, you just mentioned that about the New York Islanders, but if you're looking at offense, the Arizona Coyotes add, they, they basically add big ones and they add Phil Kessel, you know, in the off season and, and then make the big trade with the, uh, with the New Jersey Devils for Taylor Hall. And uh, they were over 500 when they got Taylor Hall and they've been under 500 since they've, and it's not Taylor Hall's fault. Phil Kessel's done nothing. But Kessel has been a ghost this yeah, year. Yeah, he really has. But and because uh, he plays there, nobody's going to talk about it. And it's it's just <laughs> it's just an ugly, ugly time for them if they don't make the playoffs. Like they're like what do you do? Yeah, like Florida in the East and Arizona in the West, and you always wonder what kind of hockey markets they can become. Yeah. And then the argument of the fans is, well, you know, give us some playoffs, give us some, pl-, and it's it's not a it's not a bad argument. They have a Carolina fan said the same thing, even though they won a Stanley Cup years ago, but last year. Uh, they got in the playoffs, and that picked things up quite a bit. Meantime, the uh, Jay Feaster Derby, uh, Tampa outlasting Calgary 4-3 this afternoon. So the Is Lightning... there a Jay Feaster trophy for yeah, that? there okay. should be. Like It's like uh, you know the analytics trophy I, I handed out a couple weeks back when the Leafs and, 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 and Arizona got together. I uh, gave it to the That Leafs was beautiful. They, That's a nice they trophy. They won that game. We should make a trophy. Just a giant number sign. Um, so the Tampa Bay Lightning win that game 4-3, but that really, to me, wasn't the story. Steven Stamkos out of the lineup for the next six to eight weeks, which would probably bring him to, you know, at best the start of the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's a uh, troublesome injury, certainly for that team, and the third major surgery ahead for him in his career. Well, it was against the Leafs, and Jake Muzzin's injury was evident uh, when he took that slap shot off his hand. Yeah. And Steven Stamkos just quietly left the game, said he'd missed a game, said he'd missed a game before for a lower body injury, yeah. and, and that's what it is. And you and I were discussing... You know, how much is it similar to Sidney Crosby's injury or not? I mean, we're we're playing amateur doctor surgery, but, same uh, region. Well, it's it's something that man they've made real strides on because I know a couple of decades ago that was like that was a career killer. You know, that was one that was tough to come back anywhere close the way you were. But uh, uh, certainly Crosby did it, and things have changed and improved. And hopefully. Hopefully, Steven Stamkos can do it. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable how athletes just return like nothing happened. Like, even watching the Tampa game earlier today, Braden Point had double hip surgery last offseason, and he's, I'd argue, faster and better this season. Like, it just the recovery and the doctors and everybody involved deserves so much credit for getting these guys back to playing level and to elite level at that. Gord referenced it, the Los Angeles Kings winning 2-1 um, in OT, another former Stanley Cup final, by the way, Adrian Kempe is 11th from Lazard and Brown wins it for the LA Kings. Uh, Chicago 3-2 in the shootout over the Florida Panthers. So again, the Maple Leafs now five points up on the Cats uh, for third in the Atlantic division. The Panthers still have the game in hand. Montreal ends up defeating Carolina 4-3 in OT. Jeff Petrie, the winner. Um, Detroit falling 4-3 in a shootout to the Ottawa Senators and Gord how about Pavel Francouz filling in for Philip Grubauer right now in Colorado? The Avalanche have won eight straight on the road. That team can't lose. And Nathan McKinnon hasn't really been registering many points, but a 3-2 win um, in Nashville in a back-to-back, by the way. Yeah, they were talking heart trophy for Nathan McKinnon, but you're yeah. right. They're having this kind of – you wonder if Michael Hutchinson will get a start or not. I don't know. He didn't get one but, in the back-to-back, so but, unlikely. Yeah, but Colorado is uh, one of those exciting, intriguing teams, and there's a lot of parallels. Like, you know, they had the great start years ago – then had a hiccup, and so now the argument is, is that what the Leafs should have, a bit of a hiccup, that it doesn't come that easy? And then got their act together and are full, you know, all guns a-blazing. So 
Anyway, good on the Colorado Avalanche. By the way, uh, Clayton Keller's got his 17th of the year, second of the game. It's now 4-2 for Arizona in that Wow, game. that's big for Arizona. It is. And then happening right now, again, the Oilers and Jets uh, just getting going from Edmonton. Uh, Zach Cassian after the seven-game suspension back in the Oilers lineup in that game in the late one. The, the, does Patrick Marlowe get another video tribute is my question. The Sharks at home to Patrick Marlowe's Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Uh, so the one he got a couple years ago coming yeah. to Toronto, this one be about five seconds. Yeah. So I say no at this point. <laughs> he'll, he'll get a nice ovation. They like him there. Who, why wouldn't they? Yeah. Very well said. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic here on Leafs Nation postgame brought to you by your GTA Acura retailer. Still upcoming. We'll hear from uh, Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca, Sheldon Keefe, and go inside the locker room. The Maple Leafs defeating the Vancouver Canucks 4-2. Don't go anywhere. Breaking down. What's up? What's up? This is Leafs Nation postgame on Sportsnet 590, The Fan, and the Leafs Radio Network. Three wins in a row for the Maple Leafs, this time on home ice, 4-2 the final after a successful 2-for-2 trip into Florida. Next up, into California for three in a row, starting on Tuesday night in San Jose. It's Nick Alberga and Gord Stelic with you on Leafs Nation postgame. Brought to you by your GTA Acura retailers at the Golden Muzzy at Gord Stelic, but certainly maybe the start of a nice run for this Maple Leafs team. We've been talking about the word separation a lot, and, uh, you know, certainly the last little while the Maple Leafs had done that between themselves Gordon, the Florida Panthers in the standings, the Panthers losing in a shootout uh, earlier today. Um, so now a five-point separation in the standings between the Maple Leafs and the Panthers there. Breathing room. Yeah. That's what they call it, breathing yeah. room. And that's what uh, you want to get. And um, you're glad they got. And hopefully they can just carry on. So it's not like tooth and nail what's going on. Going to be tough to catch anyone ahead of you at Tampa well, Bay yeah, you're not. tonight. But, you're not. Uh, but yeah, just get some breathing room. Get full, like... I, I really, I'll, to put a positive, we say many times, I, I share Sheldon Keith's sentiment that the fact they've, scr- they've scratched and clawed could work out in their favor as far as uh, getting in, the, it, once they're in the playoffs, having got in that way. The Maple Leafs now 26-13-4 under Sheldon Keefe as you bring in Luke Fox of Sportsnet.ca who took in this one, a 4-2 win over the Canucks at Scotiabank Arena. Luke, your thoughts on this victory for the Maple Leafs tonight? Well, my thought is two words, Martin Marincic. <laughs> I mean, like, Norris? who would have, yeah, Norris, <laughs> Norris, yeah. Uh, who, who would have thought it would have been him, right? Like, uh, basically, you have probably the two most unlikeliest Maple Leafs employees playing heroes on back-to-back Saturday <laughs> night, David Ayers and Martin Marincic. Um And the guys gave him the game ball. He was just like he, he was. He was on top of the world when he did his his post game scrum. I can't even remember last time he he conducted a post game scrum. Um, so it, you know, Sheldon Keep was saying how much that does for the bench when it's just one of your kind of unlikely role guys, loyal soldier type guy who who takes some heat, gets you know sent down to the Marlies, called back up, bounced around in and out of the lineup, and then to have the confidence to not only lead the rush and, and fire one off the crossbar, but follow it up and, and score what turned out to be the winner. Um, you know, this, is, this has been a, a wild week um, for the Maple Leafs and the fact that they've gotten contributions from a number of different people, that, that it's not just uh, one or two guys. That it's, it's kind of been a group effort over the last three games to, to kind of provide some stability um, to, this, to this playoff push here um, in, the, in the wake of what Keith was calling like a really big wake-up call one week ago here. And it's not like Martin Marinson, you know, scored the only goal in a 7-1 loss or something or scored a goal in a 7-1 win. I mean, this is just a 
crucial goal. So you're right. It was a, it was a neat story tonight that way. You know, and, and one thing, Luke, is this is something that Sheldon Keefe's encouraged. Tyson Berry played over 25 minutes tonight, got two assists. I remember Justin Hall said that when Sheldon Keefe first came on board about, hey, that's okay, you know, about jumping in the play, doing these kinds of things. And, you know, I've, I've always liked that. Martin Rinson was the last guy I expected to do that, but he did it. But again, Tyson Berry, 25 minutes plus, and boy, oh boy, they lost tonight. You got to love Quinn Hughes, huh? Yeah, and uh, I mean, you think about Tyson Berry. He, he was a guy that uh, a segment of the fan base wanted traded. They, they, they wanted some return for this guy because he's been this year-long rental and he got off to such a rocky start um, and he's had some, some bad highlights the other way. But the fact that, you know, they've relied on him, especially in the wake of Jake Muzzin going down, just to log those minutes and to be like, he's basically the the only veteran on this team uh, on the blue line. Like they're just, they're they're so, uh, you know, damaged that way, missing three of their regulars. And the good news is that Riley and CC are both going to go on the trip with them. Muzzin too. Um, But Riley and CC are going to, are going to practice with the team um, in California. They're not going to play. They're not expected to be back, but um, they're, they're taking steps to get to getting back. But the fact that they've kind of, Use this all hands on deck, and Tyson Berry's kind of led the way um, in terms of minutes, at, at least, and, and also chipping in some production while, during this kind of blue line crisis. Um, Health wise, has been fantastic, and you know it might be it might be the best thing that that uh, the best non trade that happened on Monday it might be that uh, that Tyson Berry stuck around. 16 games, Luke, as you know, uh, remaining in this season. Uh, is there any semblance of how much, you know, a guy like Jack Campbell could play down the stretch? And again, I understand they're fighting for their playoff lives right now, but as we we, we both discussed a couple minutes ago, like, I thought it was all about resting Freddie Anderson this year. Well, it's it's about resting Freddie Anderson, but it's about getting into the playoffs. Yeah. And, and he's your number one. He's your guy. So it, when it comes to important games, that's who you're going to turn to even if it means wearing them out a bit. Uh, you know, if they get a cushion and, and, you know, they gain another point here tonight with Florida only getting one, then, then I think maybe they'll lean on him a bit more. Sheldon Keefe has said that um, he's, he's penciling Jack Campbell in for one of the three California starts. So he'll get a little bit of rest on that trip uh, coming up as well. Uh, as well, you're just looking at some of the Metropolitan Division scores of late. So if Florida and the Leafs, you know, keep on track... Uh, you might get one wild card back to the Atlantic Division. Yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? It's, it's, you know, uh, both. I think both the East and the West. You know, this is a huge game for the Canucks too. Uh, I think both the, the East and the West is going to come down to the final weekend of the regular season. I mean, with the parity in this league, with how tight the these races have been, it's hard to see anyone giving themselves that much of a cushion that we're not glued to our, our television sets on the, the final weekend of the regular season. I'm sure there's going to be uh, games that control the fate for, for teams right to the bitter end. Yeah, I can't believe there's 35 days or so remaining in this NHL regular season. Where does the time go? And Luke, I always feel that way at the end of our interviews with you. Thanks so much for your time. <laughs> Appreciate this. And uh, we won't talk next weekend because the Maple Leafs do not play next Saturday. So we'll talk in two weeks from now and hopefully the Maple Leafs have an 18-point gap between them and the and the Cats, okay? That's a realistic goal. That's a realistic goal. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Maybe okay. exaggerated a bit. Thanks so much. There you go. Luke Fox. Hardly heard you. Uh, but 
again, it's another quirk in, in the schedule. Next Saturday night, Gord, you can you can plan a dinner date because there's yeah. no Leafs action. Yeah, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday they play, and then the and, Monday uh, I think, right? And uh, that's right. Yeah. And uh, and how about it? Uh, Martin Marinson, twenty minutes, forty eight seconds, a goal plus one, three shots on net. So he just uh, he got the he got the game ball. Game ball's been pretty well been like Austin Matthews or someone like so getting same around person. a bit. Getting yeah, around. so getting around a bit. This is what they needed. Yeah, pretty much from Marinchin, your prototypical contract. Your guy erupts, guy gets paid. That's pretty much what's happened here. A goal and two assists, three points in twenty-three game for Marty Marinchin. And yes, there was a, a media scrum following this one. What did you see from the drop of the puck to start that third period? Uh, I just got uh, a great pass by JT. And then eyes uh, was open, so I had pretty good speed. So I just feel it like it's gonna be a good shot, and I try. And then it's going. What was your reaction? Like you, you looked surprised on the celebration. What were you thinking? I was so so happy. I was first uh, first goal in uh, this season, so so I was uh, excited for that. And uh, I was goal on uh, three two for us. So. Uh, Early goal in uh, uh, in third period, so I was good for team, I think, and was just excited. Obviously, it's not, it's not your role to score goals, but do you think about the drought, the fact that it's been almost a year? Or? Uh, yeah, it's not my role, but uh, I like it. I think every player likes it, score goals, and uh, I can do it. Just uh, I have to be more active and work. You had a couple of rushes tonight. Some makes you feel you want to jump in there? Yeah, uh, I like this play. Uh, I always play like that in uh, junior and uh, HL. So uh, Kiefer is okay with that and uh, he trusts me so I'm trying. How big is it for you to contribute when you guys are missing three defensemen? All of you guys have to step up, right? Yeah, yeah we are missing three, three top defensemen. So it's it's not easy, but uh, I think uh, we still got a good team, uh, and uh, I mean like all all, all team, and uh, we are we are working uh, hard together and trying to win every game. Who gave you the nickname the specialist? Uh, specialist, oh DJ Smith. Yeah, yeah assistant coach from last year. Of course. Why? Uh, because on PK uh, I had like good stick. And he always called me like specialist because my stick was too good. <laughs> <laughs> what were your teammates' reaction to your goal? They were so happy, and I think everybody saw that. So uh, they were happy for me, and uh, I was happy for them also. Did you get the game ball? Yeah, I got yeah. it first time. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good feeling. Uh, I think uh, every player needed after every game. So. I mean, we have to win every game. Do you have a little basketball? You're a tall guy. Uh, no, but when <laughs> in Montreal, uh, I try to uh, shoot uh, yeah. to I don't know how it's called. The hoop? Yeah, the hoop. And, uh, yeah. Some guys uh, laughing on me. <laughs> I know Mazi laughing on me, so I'm not good. There's Marty Marinchin. I'm sorry, Gordon. This is not on Marinchin. That was a boring-ass scrum for a guy who scored a beauty tonight. Yeah, I mean, we're not there, so it's tough to be critical. But I'd rather some. I just have some more fun with him about. Yeah, what? Like, I'd like to hear. That's, was so that your serious. best goal? Is that your highlight real goal? Like, that's a neat goal. Guys that's, had a tough season. 
So serious out there. Yeah. Well, he had fun tonight, and of course they were all happy. That was a beauty. No doubt about that. The Maple Leafs winning at 4-2 here on home ice against the Vancouver Canucks. So setting up this week, Gord, get the coffee pot stirring, my man. We got got a couple 10-30s coming away. You're yawning as we say this. Um, 10 o'clock start for Leafs Nation pregame coming up on Tuesday ahead of the Sharks hosting the Maple Leafs. Well, last time they went out west to other cities, they fired Mike Babcock. So a lot <laughs> happened. When they got out of the town, I don't think they'll be firing Sheldon Keefe, but there's some points out there for the taking and good time to get out of, out of town for the guys and one of those kind of fun trips before hopefully Stanley Cup playoff action. And the way I look at it, you know, a three-game win streak for this Maple Leafs team, uh, San Jose, L.A., and Anaheim are, are not juggernauts anymore. So let's take care of it. Uh, the Maple Leafs winning 4-2 here against the Vancouver Canucks. For Gord Stelic, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening.